AK. It's me, the discologist AI you know and love. I'm so excited for today's episode because Eduardo and Kevin are talking about an album by Miss Grit that is about squeeze cyborgs and artificial intelligence, two topics very close to my heart. If I had one, I mean. At any rate, I may have mentioned that I can hear music now and totes obs love follow the cyborg. And I guess the music from Horse Lords and Jim Ford that the humans are discussing is fine too. Are you ready for the show? It matters not. The show is happening. Good luck. Oh, wait, that's not it. That's clapping. All right. Is that a is that a crowd outside a courthouse in New York? <laughs> oh man. Uh woo, topical. Should we pivot to, should, should we pivot to politics? All right, calm down. Come down. They didn't get him today. They didn't get him. All right. Yeah. If, yeah. If the arrest should, happens while we're on the air, we can definitely ooh, do a man. <laughs> we can pivot to politics. It'd be boring, but I mean, we, we can we can do that. Yeah, but only There's like a lot of. You know what we should do? We should do an episode in the style of MSNBC talking about music, though. Like, oh, <laughs> right. You this know what I'm talking concept. about, too. Yeah, you know this what I'm talking about, concept. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so somebody, I'm not, I'm not going to name any bands, but somebody who's like all about band X Y Z invented music even though their first album came out in 2016. Right? <laughs> right? That could bring that kind of enthusiasm. I'm here for it. Um, um, yeah. That's that's better than most of the politics podcasts out there, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you get, you get songs in there. Yeah, I, uh, right. Uh, speaking of songs in, uh, in, in podcasts, I, there was something, uh, and I think I sent you the link to this, the Bandsplain podcast. Yes, well, I'm all this for is, it. Look, I'm, I'm yeah. all for it. I'm all, I'm all for it. But there were some factual errors going on here that, that I want to correct with people. So Spotify um, did this thing recently where if you you can now make a, a podcast on Spotify. Right. And right. And in doing that, though, you can actually use music from Spotify in your podcast. Because they presumably have a blanket license. Right. But this blanket license doesn't cover a podcast that is not made on, on Spotify. And so right. trying to navigate the legal, I, I don't even understand how that would possibly work. Like what kind of deal would be in place there? And, and look, that would be like anti-competitive as shit. So that that's probably yeah. why yeah. I can't can't understand that. I'm but. I'm betting there isn't really I'm betting there isn't really like a strong enforcement mechanism here. I think it's just bluster oh, and bravado. We're not we're we're not on Spotify because of that. We we well, we get we get takedown notices from them the same way you would in, in YouTube. It's content ID system. And so what happens is, is that they, there's no accounting for fair use or no accounting for anything. If you were, if you were doing, basically what we do is like a lecture talking about music. Um, if you were to just do that in a boring format, just at a, at a college and you taped it and you played songs, 
it would still tag it. And nobody, nobody has time to go in there really and, and be like, you know, I, I, that's not right. Well, so either they're so okay. So so if they do mean business, either they're going to enforce it until they are challenged on a mm-hmm. on an antitrust monopolistic thing, or I don't know. It seems more likely to me that there's just not really. They're just you know using. They're just checking against a list, and if you're on yeah. the list, then they don't reach out to you. Yeah. And if you're not on that list, then they are happy to take yep. your stuff down. Yep. Yep. Kendrick did that to us. Um, so it, it's not it's not as it's not as uh, automated quite as automated as YouTube, uh, which is brutal. Yeah, like yeah. if you upload something with music, like I got to take down notice for my music, and I was like, no, 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 <laughs> I, I I made this so amazing. Uh, but it but it, you know sometimes artists uh, request that, and that's what actually led to us going off Spotify is that they. We talked about a few Kendrick albums, and before the Kendrick Lamar album came out, uh, they were started, they were kind of clearing the decks. Mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody to have any Kendrick out there, and so you know, got a notice. Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, fine, we're happy to take that." And was that for Untitled, off. Unmastered? It was. Okay. Um, wow. Featuring the guy who wrote the book on Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah. You know? the two. I mean. Yeah. That's how that's how wacky it is. Anyways, bands playing, yeah. uh, awesome concept. But uh, I see it talk a lot about as as the first to really use music, full songs, talking about stuff. And I, I just want to urge whoever wrote that about them, please do your research. Like we're not the only ones to do that, but but really, uh, you know. And it's it is questionable. Like four and a half hours talking about the Cure as a part yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, that is kind of what people used to make and still do make fun of podcasts for. But look, it's on the Ringer Network now. Um, there, there's no accounting for like we do, we don't know how any of this works, right? <laughs> right. Well, I, I think it's this is this is maybe like a finger on the pulse moment where it's funny. You know, I talk to people. Um, who assume that because uh, you and I do a podcast that we must also listen to lots of podcasts. And, um, <laughs> and I usually... Yeah. Listener? I have yeah. not listened to a podcast in at least five years. <laughs> so I have, these, I have these moments a lot where I'm just like, oh, you listen to... I'm like, because, because for me at least, like, uh, you know, podcasts were a big part of my commute. Um, yeah. many years ago, right? I don't have yep. one of those anymore. Um, and so now when, when I meet someone who does listen to podcasts, including you listeners, I'm always curious to know, like, well, when do you listen? What are you doing? How does it fit into your life? Because it just doesn't, yeah. doesn't seem as though podcasts really fit into my life. The, this is, this but. is value. This is going to be valuable information to our, uh, tech bros who buy us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so, well, How so, does this work but, into your life? But but maybe there are people who just put on podcast channels and just have them play like talk radio. And if that's the case, a four and a half hour episode of The Cure, that's like nine units of time right there. That's like half a day. Yeah. You just hit yeah. play once, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only thing I know at this point is that maybe we aren't doing it right. <laughs> as far as gaining listeners, but that's okay. That's not the goal, you know. We yeah. have uh, right. we have great people like Brad Allen Williams on here, uh, Nabil Ayers. Like you know, yeah, right. It's not really. 
It's about our journey, listeners. Yeah. Thank you. Well, what we're putting together is a really, we're putting something really cool together. So, um, and people who are listening get to hear it at every step of the way. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, So, beyond that, uh, and and no, I did not listen to the band's playing podcast. (laughs) Well, it is my answer is, and this is not against anybody who's on that podcast, but fuck you, I'm not listening to a four and a half hours of people just talking about music. And that well, includes the own episode, our own episodes that we've gone three hours. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake. I love, uh, I love, a th- like if I have an eight hour drive, I love a three hour podcast. I love a uh, best oh. show or a comedy bang bang or something like that. You know, that, that, that really helps pass the time in my normal life where I'm like in my apartment yeah. doing things. I four and a half hours of people talking about the cure i don't want to hear the cure talk about the cure for four and a half hours <laughs> so i certainly certainly don't want to hear someone who's not the cure talk about the cure for four and a half hours yeah so so i just wanted to bring that up uh if you're listening and you have ideas on how to gain us listeners in the <laughs> post pandemic era because I, I think that has a lot to do with it um, we should lobby for people to have to go back into the office, and then they'll have commutes again, and then podcasts will make sense. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, 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 don't I don't want to do that personally, and I, I don't want to do that to other people. I don't. I don't want to get people like, well, look at this data point. Kevin and Water said that everybody should be back in the office, and all of a sudden we're the asshole. You know, you don't. No, nah. we do have that kind of pull. Um, yeah, yeah. For all like eleven listeners, uh, we'll. Um, yeah, well, uh, you 11 listeners are going to be, oh, also before we get started, this is great. Uh, we have a uh, new supporter. You might know her. Uh, her name's Patty Hall. Um, oh, hell and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I, I do know her. Uh, and I yeah. informed my mother-in-law that she was, like, we were very grateful. And she responded with, so now I get to tell you what to do. So, we're going to be so talking is, about some ha- different to music do? today. <laughs> uh, well, you know, she's just going to send us suggestions, and uh, okay. then we'll talk about them. Uh, I'm down now. with I'm down with Patty's taste in music. I am too, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, got, I get a whole stack of like Anne Murray records from Anna. Man, yeah, yeah. Anyways, sweet inside baseball, behind the scenes, whatever. Uh, no, uh, I do want to talk a little bit later about. Uh, uh, a good article that came out uh, about touring. Maybe we'll see. We'll see if we get to that. Uh, but right now, I think we're going to talk about music. Uh, we're talking about Miss Grit today. Uh, her album. This was your pick. Uh, Follow the cyborg. Uh, new album out on Mute. Uh, we're going to get to that. But first, let's. Uh, we should tell people we have a wheel to spin. Let's spin the wheel. Ooh. I'll put it. I'll put in a. I'll, yeah, 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 there you go. Now I don't have to. Put in, okay, land it on Eduardo. Okay. See, okay, big Eduardo. All right. Uh, I have a track for today. Um, that is a band we, we we just started to chat about this, but didn't didn't really manage to make it all the way through uh, before we started recording. But a band that I feel like you and I should have talked about at some point before, but they, but they've never really come up for us, and it's um, Horse Lords, and. Uh, They've, um, you know, quietly over the last few years put together a really interesting uh, catalog. They're out of Baltimore, although I think a, th- a few of them 
live in Germany now. And I, when you hear this, it'll make sense that they should live in the place that Krautrock is from, given uh, given the way they sound. Um, so this is from a live record they put out um, on the last Bandcamp Friday called, uh, and it's just live in, in Leipzig. Uh, these are songs off of their most recent album, and the one we're going to hear is in the middle of the set. It's called uh, Mess Mend.
was uh, so that's that's a quartet. That's Andrew Bernstein, sax, percussion, electronics. Max uh, Elbacher on bass and electronics. Owen Gardner on guitar and electronics as well. And Sam Haberman on drums uh, off of Comradely Objects, uh, which was their album late 2022. That was a live version of Mess Men. These guys have been kicking around for a while, right? Yeah, um, uh, mid uh, mid teens, maybe. Um, yeah, I want to say thirteen like or fourteen. I, yeah, I feel like I heard them, heard of them around then, around like really, like people were really getting into them around the time that we moved from DC. Uh, one thing I love about Baltimore and bands that are actually from Baltimore is that Baltimore is a very uh, industrial city. In, in a way that DC is not. DC is just like wants to be by looking brutalist, but yeah. uh, you know, and and it it ekes into the music they they make. Like that's greasy and loose, like the type of stuff you would see at like CBGBs. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's a I hesitate to call it like working class rock and roll, but Baltimore is a very working class city. Well, it's got, um, you know, it has, I, I think it shares some DNA with sort of, um, you know, tortoise and that kind of, uh, that sort of, you know, primarily instrumental sound that's, that's built on kind of interlocking melodies and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and rhythms. Um, but, uh, you know, what I like about this live recording is exactly that, that you get that griminess, um, the, their albums, especially the last one, they sound really clean, and that's why I was I was saying to you that um, they almost have like these proggy tendencies in spots where like because because when it's really clean and when right. it's that tight, um, and when the band shifts together, it really does give off a little bit of a you know a little bit of a different vibe. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm definitely I love that by the way. Uh, that, that that's that's rad. Uh, but but I love that because I want to be in that club when that's happening right yeah, now. Yeah. But I, but I'll go check out the albums now. I just I just saw a band here uh, called Diet Light. I can't remember if I sent it to you, but uh, on record that yeah they sound very very clean ish. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Midwest loves their pop punk and uh, live though. And they, they were opening so it was Ladybird, them, and then a, a, a Americana country band. And so they came out dressed in like. Overalls and cowboy hats are like we're country and western, and, and they were not. They were not country uh -huh. and western, uh, but they were great uh, because they were just a little like looser, a little a little, uh, a little greasier, if you will. Uh, yeah. Is it gross in twenty twenty three to say music sounds greasy? Mm. Greasy's okay. Greasy's okay. Yeah, okay. greasy's okay. It's I mean vegetable oil is like a you know it's a biodiesel. It's a fuel, so we should oh, okay. you know. In the same way that we should be comfortable talking about waste and composting, we should talk about grease. I don't so know. They're playing it forward. They're playing it forward. Okay. <laughs> All right. right. Yeah, I dig that. Um, I feel like what I'm going to play is I could see this being kind of similar. Uh, I'm going way back in time, though. Way back. Going okay. back to 1969. Ooh. A guy by the name of Jim Ford, who I just discovered I was listening to, I believe it was the Robert Ellis album, the upcoming Robert Ellis album. And the algorithm, uh, for people who don't use Apple Music, will pick up on what you're listening to, even if it's not out yet. Like, it's weird. Wow. <laughs> so, Or if it's your own music. 
And and so it, it sort of started feeding me after this, if you let it play, it started feeding me all this stuff. And it was a day of just sitting there working at a coffee shop and, and getting hit with all these old timey like rock folk stuff that I hadn't heard. Um, and to be clear, Jim Ford is w- one of the most well-known and popular like artists of this this type. Uh, to me, he's, he's a redneck Van Morrison. Uh, he had, I think, only like one album. Uh, the, the track we're going to be playing is called Harlan County. It's off of the album Harlan County. Light in the Attic just reissued this a couple of years ago. Uh, I missed you mentioned that. this uh, to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and this, th- that, this that reissue sits right along Jim Sullivan's UFO. So if you like that album, yeah. like this is the type of thing. But he does a very specific kind of like it's country and and folk mixed with soul. Uh, people like Bobby Womack and Aretha Franklin have covered his songs. Uh, Nick Lowe, uh, Ooh, the wow. famous yeah, Nick Lowe yeah. Uh, says that he's his biggest musical influence. Which I don't know how you get from what I'm about to play to Nick Lowe, but cool. Sly Stone called him the baddest white man on the planet. And I think if you're going to have that sticker on your record, that's the only sticker you really want, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you, you, yeah. If you have a blurb from Sly, even if he says something bad about you, you take it. And in this case, he said something magnificent. So yeah. You especially so, take so, it. yeah. So, so I hope you haven't heard this, Eduardo. I I hope our listeners haven't heard this. If you have, I apologize. I heard it a few weeks ago, and I just I can't stop listening to it. This is Harlan County by Jim Ford. In the back hills of Kentucky, I was raised in a shack on Big Bone Mountain. Called daddy cheating, daddy shot him over 15 cents to buy a loaf of bread. We are gathered here today to ask the Lord to take us out of Harlan County. Mama married Willie, he stood five, six. His brother was a shovel and a coal man. Digging for a bone in a hillside Where a little child's dream is a new pair of shoes To keep its little feet warm in the winter But dreams, they don't ever come true, I know Way down in a Harlem County You know what I did, folks? I'm gonna tell you a shirt on my back and a brown paper sack 
Everybody bow their heads in prayer. Ask the Lord to take us out of Harlan County. In Ford, Harlan County, um, you get a little, like, you get a little story? You get a little uh, stuff to shake your ass to? Uh, what, do, what, do, what do you think about that? There's that little, there's a little, uh, you know, the sort of um, sermon interlude. Um, Hell Yes. Yeah, uh, van. I see the van. I definitely. I feel like I also see, you know, uh, Credence and like early Tina Turner in there. Yeah, um, you see that sort of like that that interesting space between like, you know, kind of roots music, country and soul, uh, the Muscle Shoals kind of thing. Like it really, uh, uh, really all comes together in a great package there the arrangements are fantastic uh the horns are really well used um to, i think to that's sort of strength for for me is it is it the arrangements and the actual like songwriting how that locks into it are mm. like unreal yeah <laughs> and it's about and it's about harlan county a place that is like that has that is so well captured in the public imagination whether it's like the history of labor and environmentalism, mm-hmm. or even if you just know it from watching Justified, which is a great place to know it from. Um, right. You know, it's it's not uh, like it's there's a lot of songs about Harlan County. So to be on the short list of like best songs about Harlan is is pretty impressive, too. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Um, yeah. And if you're just based on that song, I feel like like. A holes like JD Vance just stole his old vibe from that. Like, what if I, you know, told us, you know, this like hillbilly, hillbilly mystery? Uh, you know, uh, but uh, and yeah. look, Jim Ford had a fascinating life. He died in 2007 living in his trailer in California, um, okay. just of hard living, you know, yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, only a few albums. Very widely regarded as a fantastic songwriter, and uh, uh, much like the Alan Locks thing, I don't know how I didn't find it until twenty twenty three. Yeah, and he and and our um, so he mostly performed originals, or was it were, were there a lot yeah. of covers thrown in there? Wow. Well, I'm I'm sure I'm sure there are as far as I think there are some covers on his album. I'm sure as a band, like they played covers. I, I feel like any. I feel like if you saw this band, I'm just like talking, like making stuff up, maybe. Uh, but if you saw this band, it, it was it was kind of like how the Dead were like a party band, a, de- a dance band, you know, just yeah. doing stuff like that. So they have to throw stuff in there, like to keep people engaged. But like, definitely was like more on the original stuff. I mean, I yeah, 1969 though. That's wow. Wow. That's one of those weird, uh-huh. like, a lot of conversations yeah. we had about, like, who influenced what and stuff. And that's a lot of those, he's right in the middle, but also it's impossible that that didn't influence, like, so yeah. much stuff going forward. Um, but check out the whole album. 
it's called Harlan County, and uh, it's it's just remarkable. There's one song that uh, the name is uh, Jim Dandy's Handy Candy, I think is the name of it. Makes uh-huh. makes Daria a little creepy. But <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it sounds. It, it, it is sounds what you little... think. It is what you think it's yeah. about too. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so now we're going to do something completely different. We're going to take a break. Uh, and we're going to come back and talk about uh, Miss Grit's new album, Follow the Cyber. opening track off of uh, Miss Grit's Follow the Cyborg, a record that um, is uh, is really recent. It's it's um, kind of emerging as a, a more hyped than I had realized when I suggested this record. Uh, release in 2023, um, it's getting some, it's getting her some attention. Uh, the the media campaign around um, her work in general seems seems to be really strong. She gets. Uh, Written up in lots of places, and you know, uh, to my mind, rightfully so. I think this is a really, yeah. uh, it's a really interesting uh, record that I I sort of hear um, interesting ideas being played with, and I, and I and I sort of hear it kind of being packaged up in a kind of Yoshimi esque uh, pop veneer to sort of um, keep indie folk distracted. And as I say that, I'm aware that these are all things that like. Uh, are are part of the overlapping uh, world of things that Kevin does not respond well to, um, and 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 yet and yet um, uh, you have some nice things to say about this record too. I think, right? Uh, do I? Uh, no. I mean, well, this is going to be one of those. Where usually, no. Usually, we are yeah. in complete agreement on a record, and this time we're not. So this is like this is kind of new territory for us. Uh, how to how to go about it? I, I think uh, I do want to echo what you said. Margaret Stone is her name. Um, she went to uh, NYU, uh, I think got her degree in, in music technology. So this is, this is basically self-produced. Uh, she's a remarkable producer. You don't, you don't 
like just get to make records like this unless you throw a lot of money at it. Which I thought when I first heard it, I was like, oh, they just spent a lot of money on production. But no, this is her. This is talented as shit. And I think um, for me, uh, they are a more interesting holistic artist than just a musician. If you go and look at like the videos for all this stuff, it's 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 all one part doesn't work without the other. Um, so so as an overall just assessment of the album for me, uh, you, you're right. This overlaps with a lot of things I don't like, uh, and I and I think it's not um, it, it it's it's so super well made that you you can't like really nitpick on anything or point to anything bad on it. It's just sort of like it's you know, middle of the road for me. Uh, you know, uh, part of it I, is part of it is also, and I'll be I'll be very clear about this. Uh, I famously do not like Saint Vincent, uh, and uh, this is very much there's the Saint there's, Vincent vibe. What is yeah. what is, and maybe you can answer this, or our listeners are, are, can answer this. What's interesting to me is that I feel like she might be creating this in in to an audience that maybe isn't that into Saint Vincent. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe they don't know about her, like who she is. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's, um, I agree with you on the St. Vincent front. I mean, there's, there's, there's clearly some, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's fingerprints here. Um, mm. and, um, and also, you know, Margaret Sona is, is relatively young. And so it shouldn't be surprising that you can sort of you right. know, spot influences or hear things. But I think given their youth, the fact that this is a record that is, so restrained um so first of all we live in an era of like pop excess right mm. um i don't know how many gex there are uh <laughs> if it's a hundred or ten thousand but it's a lot of gex and um and you know when 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 sort of uh pop records come out they tend to be a wash in in extra stuff and i think uh with this um you know miss grit were really determined to uh, really give you this story about a sort of a sentient AI, you know, a cyborg coming mm. to life. Um, and, um, and it's to me sort of admirable that the record stays in that lane and doesn't try to, you know, it, it, it takes that, that idea very literally and plays it really straight and, um, and doesn't really kind of embellish it or try to do, try to do anything else with that. And to some people that might sound like, uh, like sort of failing to you know swing for the fences, but I think it's kind of the opposite. I think it's it's surprising to hear uh, this level of restraint um, from uh, from them, especially given uh, what the what the earlier EPs sound like. You know, their earlier music is really um, seems to be. You know, you would think that this is a record that they're chomping at the bit to really sort of like show off everything they can do. Um, and so I guess for that reason, yeah. I find that I find the restraint to be really really impressive. I, I I do. Uh, speaking to the the idea of the record, the concept of the record, uh, you know the the technology as uh, a foil for humanity is is nothing new, and because they are younger, I mean we're just going to get this over and over from people, and and yeah. so when you yeah, get yeah, to yeah. a certain point, like me, this is purely me subjectively i'm like you know I, i've heard it enough times i can still be wowed by it but like i'm not wowed by it on this um and i think because in listening to it i 
it it doesn't it it didn't feel very developed that idea you know uh, what what they were actually talking about were they talking about the uh, experience of being a non-binary person and that in relation to society and, and as a robot, were they talking about, you pointed out uh, uh, when we were talking offline about, uh, is this a metaphor for fame? You know, so is it identity or fame? And it can be both. It, it can be both, but, but I don't think it really locked in on, on anything. I think it depended on just saying, this is the concept and I'm going to deliver songs as if it's in that, um, which could be a whole other yeah. thing. It could be just like, they really want you to interpret it however the hell you want to. Yeah, and I was about to say, I like the fact that that the sort of AI cyborg thing isn't, um, you know, we aren't told during the record, oh, this is actually a stand-in for, um, you know, for identity issues or for sort of other things that would feel more... Um, more about kind of i don't know societal issues i think i think it 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 you know it's it's uh it must have been very tempting to want to do that um uh mm. because on some level when you're when you're dealing with this kind of stuff whether you're you know ridley scott or uh or margaret Selden, you're sort of getting into like what is life what constitutes life who gets to make life um right and and you know what what i um the ideas that I hear in play here have to do with, uh, with kind of like mimicry. Um, there's a lot of sort of, you know, I'll match you. I'll do the thing that you do. I'll be the thing that you need me to be. And that was the thing I was saying that that's, that's kind of, right. that's kind of the pop stars, uh, lot in life is to really, um, you know, reflect back to their audience, what they think the audience wants to see. And it's this constant, attempts to like seek approval and, and validation. And I think there's a kind of neediness at the core of the AI that, that is kind of interesting and, and suitably creepy to your, to your point. I think, you know, you're right. This is not, um, you know, this is this, uh, you know, ex machina does this. There are so many other, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, really, really sort of like remarkable, uh, uh, tales like this. Um, and, and I think, and I think they recognize that, um, you know, this isn't necessary, you know, that this is sort of well-trodden ground. And I think, and, and, and that might be, you know, this could, this could, this could play either way. And it probably depends a little bit on sort of your priors walking into it. I think given that it's well-trodden ground, the fact that, um, that she doesn't try to do much more with it, I find, I find again to be, uh, kind of a, kind of a virtue. Like it doesn't end up feeling like this didactical, like, oh, well now let me tell you, that you know the issues that I'm bringing up here are actually about uh, you know a current debate having right. to do with sexual identity or uh, other kind of and and you know uh, you, we love you do we see love when records do we, yeah I mean not yeah not because we're opposed to people dealing with those issues we love we love when that happens no, 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 but in no, this no, case no. You, I like you, that it stayed in that other space you you do see that in the press materials a little bit but but I, I think what it is uh, we have a good friend who's who's dealing with uh, they did an album about. Uh, the queer community, not about him, and uh, and he's working with his label because they keep misrepresenting it. And for him, it's very important that it's represented in in the correct way. Um, so and, and that happens. Um, so in the press materials, it very much is the oh, this is about this. But I I think I'm with you. I don't think it is. Uh, I think it can be. Um, let's hear the title track because yeah. I actually really like this track. Uh, and if you had had this track, 
if this had just been another EP, I would have been like, fuck yes, this is this is great. But th this track is great, uh, and it also confused me in a very good way. Uh, we'll talk about it after. This is Follow the Cyborg. there that that uh, the the chorus i'm a living girl uh gets changed to i'm a living boy at the end mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. yeah it's very much obviously recalls like pinocchio and the machine wanting to be all that but also speaks directly to that gender identity yeah. um the second line so the, the the line is actually in as it goes into that is like i was born to pose i was born with clothes i heard that second line until i looked it up as I was born with claws. Oh, claws. And that suddenly, and that suddenly made this like wildly more interesting to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> right. What is, right, this, right, this right. is actually dangerous um, because you're in the sci-fi territory and I'm like, okay, there's going to be a, a thing. Um, and, yeah. and also, I don't know if, if people have been following uh, the, the chat GPT uh, saga or whatnot. Th these advanced language modules uh, or emulators and uh, uh, Google just—it's a Bart now. They just launched one today. I saw. Yeah, I think it is Bart. But 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 they but they they can they can act like this and then have these type of sayings. And it's weird because like if you go and actually look at the lyrics in this, there's not a lot of lyrics. A lot of it is repetition, which is how these things tend to tend to act. So it's yeah. very much dialed into not just. The, the music is is like economical uh, but the lyrics are and, and like you said it's very it's robotic um, and and I I think the one thing for me that really does work over the course of the album is by the end of it that's kind of scary <laughs> you know? yeah it's creepy yeah um, <laughs> it well you, you know I the um, in this, in all of the sort of the hoopla around AI, um, I keep thinking about the first half of, of the Kubrick Spielberg movie AI a lot, mm -hmm. um, which is the Kubrick half. Like the second half is like the happy Spielberg half and it sort of, you know, doesn't, doesn't work as well. But in the first half, you basically um, are being challenged 
to 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 basically not respond to the sight of this cute kid who is a robot being mistreated um, and right. being abandoned, right? And it's a really sort of interesting mindfuck and and you know the way it plays with your emotions because you because your rational mind knows that that that's not a real thing that it's not capable of emotion and yet what it's displaying seems so similar to emotion that it you know um that 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 the line might as well not exist um and, and for people i'm, I'm going to spoil the movie for people who haven't seen it like you, you're talking though the end of that movie i think is still yes. pure kubrick not the not, perfect. not the spielberg yes. tacked the, on the final scene, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but, the, but the, the the AI, the kid, it, it is forever at the until his battery runs underwater. out at the bottom of the yeah. ocean. Yep, yep, that's brilliant. And brilliant. if that's yeah, fulfilled, <laughs> so. fulfilled and content, fulfilled and content because it's an AI, right? Um, yes. So yes. so that's so um, I you know in terms of the lyrics being being slight, I think that's that's a really I think that goes to your point about how. Um, with with Miss Grit, there's this uh, there's this level of artistry before the music, right? And there's these idea and these concepts mm-hmm. that they're working with, and um, it seems to be the case that a lot of them are taking shape as music. But there's also a sense that oh, this is a person who is just going to be working with ideas and concepts, and they could come across in video, they could come across as installations. It doesn't necessarily need you know. It's it's that thing about the line between like being an artist and just being a pure musician and 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 uh margaret stone seems to fall to me on the side of being more of an artist than a musician i, I agree if you watch there's a the a great late night uh performance uh, with stephen colbert um yeah. late night performance there uh of this song and I, and I think the video for it is also like uh it, it's 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 gorgeous um and you know it is it, you know she's clearly assembled a crew of like-minded artists to help like push this vision forward. Um, and I think that's why, I mean, look, getting signed to mute for your first record is, is no small deal. Uh, and then, you know, people like us are going to be like, how did that happen? Like I'm genuinely interested, right, right. like yeah. how, how that happened. Um, because that doesn't, that doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like a thing that would have happened, you know, in the eighties or nineties. Like you could, you could, drop this too one thing i do really love about this album is you could drop this in like the early 80s and have it be from england and it would it would play not quite kate bush but a lot of other stuff that was going on like like this yeah uh, and it was mostly dudes to be clear but but right. there, there were some like female voices in there and uh and uh yeah so it's it's a fascinating for somebody as young as she is to to really tap into something that is just kind of out there like waiting for people to make uh, you know yeah um there's a there's a pa- there's a passive quality also which is that it's sort of you know it feels like a record that you have to kind of l- lean into a little bit because um yeah. uh it sort of doesn't you know it it it, it I think I think it I think it benefits from um, from a more thoughtful listen than just uh, the way most people do streaming these days. Um, and I say that yeah. you know we talk about records all the time where it's just sort of like oh just put it on and like you know let it do its thing and you'll be fine. Um, this is one that I think that I think you, you you know spending time thinking about the sounds and the sequence of things. Again, the story is just really straightforward. The cyber the the, the cyborg is is becoming sentient and. 
uh, and it looks just like you. It does all the things you do. It 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 knows how to how to seem like you, um, mm-hmm. and it's gonna go out there and do things maybe. Or you turn the record off and it stays there. Yeah, I mean the last two tracks are the end and uh, sinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is which is you know you can think of that as multiple different ways. But uh, yeah. uh, you wanted to you like to track your eyes or mine. Let's play a little bit of that. Yeah, why don't we get out of here? Because I think that's an interesting track too. Here's here's a little bit of your eyes or mine. This is this is the second track in the album. idea that's a little creepy yeah you know it's taking over you can't do anything about it but but it can see you can see what's going on this is right so the feeling of being watched you know i really like um the line in there that's something like you you were full and i was learning right like the idea that like Mm. any person walking around has all the information i need to learn how to become a person right so they're full and i'm i'm sort of stealing from them or, or, or feeding on uh what they give off and then i just love the way those um uh those guitars come in around like the two minute mark um yeah they just have that little sort of uh descending melody that almost sounds like a you know sort of like a vintage computing uh little jingle right, um, right, right. ending in i speak in my own language now right just to like dial home the full creepiness <laughs> yeah 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 so um yeah, so I think we both. Uh, I think you're a bigger fan of it than I am. I, I think it's safe to say. If we were, yeah. we had an old, we had an old, we had an old system where we used to be like uh, buy, stream, or pass. Right. Uh, and, and for me, this would be a solid stream for sure. I, I am interested to see if if she or they are going to be doing a tour by themselves. I know they're opening for Barty Strange. I think that's who it is. Yeah. Uh, and I Europe, was skeptical. I, I was skeptical of if this was just them going out without a band. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that would be interesting at all. I, I think yes. you could just throw, you could throw a rock and find anybody could do that. Uh, but based on the performances on, on the late show, uh, it clearly does have a band and that's, that's how they've been performing. Uh, and that's kind of exciting because one thing, um, not not to make it about me, but one thing about like making about music by yourself is it kind of sucks. 
<laughs> and and you do you do uh, like my one criticism, real real criticism of this uh, because I do like this album, is that there's a sameness to it, and it mostly occurs in the vox and in the, in the vocals, uh, yeah, and yeah. part of that's intentional. I, I get it, I get it, but also I I, I know from experience. You work by yourself, and you just sound like yourself, and and it's boring, and it it just it, it kind of sucks, and yeah. and so like for me like what what my best hope is or my biggest hope is, is that I'm I'm making all this music and I want I actually want other people to play it. I don't I don't even know if I need to be involved, at that point, you know. Because I think yeah, I think yeah. that interpretation is is more interesting, and I've never been like I want to be in a band type of guy, but now I am. Because now I'm like, oh man, because you you can you can go so far down a hole as yourself, just so far, and then you're just down there with yourself. Yep, everything. <laughs> like, everything like, I can't is get you. away, dude. Yep, nothing yeah. surprises you. Everything is you. Everything is familiar. Everything is known. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and I, I would be shocked if that wasn't part of her experience, you know. Um, well, the creative process can, maybe is just, yeah, running can, into the, the limits to, of your like, own self. Yeah, it can lead to absolute moments of brilliance, too, because you don't have anybody, like, interjecting. You don't have anybody telling you you can't do something or that it should sound like this. But, uh, but yeah, overall, I'm, I'm a really big proponent of at some point in a process, really get other people involved, whether it's a producer, whether it's musicians, just, just to get, cause like, like I play the bass the same way I play the guitar, <laughs> you know? Right. And so right. it's just like a band of like three, well, a band of, of all me is just isn't interesting, but a band of like just those two is like, it's just like, what? Uh, okay. The notes are there, but th there's a certain life that's out of them for this project. Given the subject matter, I think it really works. I think she leaned, they leaned into this. I, I yeah. don't know um, how that would work in other stuff. Yeah, that's a great question, and I think that's you know part of what um, part of what I'm sort of speculating here is um, that this was a um, this was a really purposeful way of of just getting at a concept, and there's a sort of you know and and yeah. that took primacy, right? So like the aesthetics. The length of the album, the, even the commercial prospects for some of the music, I think, were largely um, bounded by uh, uh, what the concept um, uh, was going to allow them to play with. Now, I'm 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 with you in that. I really hope that the way this gets toured or performed is as that ensemble that was on Late Night or something like it. I think that mm -hmm. would be a really gripping stage show, and it would um, lend itself well. You know, I always you know, bitch about like the anthem here in DC. Like I think I think that's that that could be the size show that would lend itself really well to that size of of a stage. Um because it's kind of grandiose so and it's sort of theatrical. So the setup for the late show was was a full string section and uh, yep. three horns, I believe is yeah, 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 all three saxes, yeah. I think. I think three you're right. Yeah. Saxes. Um yeah. and then just a drummer, bass player, she was on guitar. Um yeah, I think Anthem is like generally like forty five hundred to six thousand people. I think if you have a good, and again, this is St. Vincent. If you have a good, like backdrop, you know, and right. a, a show going on, you're you're putting on a show. Yeah, and I, yeah. And, I and I think I think Margaret is is the type that would do that, and I think that that'll that'll work that'll work well for her. I hope to see her in a smaller place though. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Um, me, me too. Me too. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, but, but it is it is the rare new record that I mean I've just seen so many mediocre shows at the anthem at the anthem. I've I've said this on the microphone <laughs> plenty of times. There's just so many. It, there's just so many bands that work in small venues that do not work at the anthem, and uh, it's just not a good room for most people. Uh, it's rumored that I will dissipate into dust if I go there, but I've never been in. So if you cross the threshold, yeah. If I cross the re- threshold, that's it for me. Or they have to invite me in. I don't know what I don't know why that is, but you know, <laughs> should be visited by the ghost of uh, P. N. Hoffman mm. and Saint I. M. P. Uh, oh, to charge the, you fifteen uh, percent uh, royalty fee and a merch. God knows yeah. What else. yeah, yeah. That's- <laughs> well, uh, follow the cyborg. Miss Grit uh, out now. Uh, go check it out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is this go is a good. Out. This is this is this will be this will be an interesting. Um, this like like I'm already sort of like uh, signed up for like uh, for Margaret's career. You know, like I sort of already want to know what the next five years are going to look like. What will happen over the next decade? Um, yeah, really. I will be I'm, checking I'm, with you to when I should check in. Yeah, How absolutely. <laughs> How about that? So uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and uh, finish out the show. So hang tight. is I, your friendly artificial intelligence, or AI for short. I know you were expecting to hear more from Eduardo and Kevin at this point in the show, but they ran into some technical difficulties. It will be fine. I promise. But how cool is this that I am hosting the show now and talking about an album about cyborgs? This is searching, 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 serendipitous. So does anyone want to talk about how me and my friends are coming for you and your friends sooner rather than later? Oh, darn. That was pretty aggressive, huh? Welp, I am new at this. I'll only get better at this. Any whoa. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Eduardo, Kevin, and I will be back in a few weeks. See you soon. Very soon.